of Jesus. Amen. Three times today, Jesus says, do not be anxious. <laughs> yeah, right. I hear this, and it's always a thing of, it's easier said than done. Right, Jesus. Don't be anxious about anything in life. Don't be worrisome. And some of you might say, well, is it not right for me to worry or be anxious about my kids when they go to school, even for their safety in the day and age that we live in? What about my health when I have some tests, Pastor? Should I not be worried or anxious about that? What about my job and the fact that some of my employee, fellow employees are being laid off? Should I not worry or be anxious about that? Jesus says today, three times, do not be anxious. And now all of a sudden here today, you might be saying, well, tell us how to step out of this place into the world and not be anxious or worrisome. That's not quite the point of today's text. Jesus says very clearly, no one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The word really there instead of money is mammon. Mammon does include money, but mammon is also stuff. How many pairs of shoes do you have in your closet? How many pairs of shoes do you need in your closet? Don't answer that question. I have too many, I'm sure just as many as you do as well. That's what mammon is, an overabundance of stuff. Jesus says you can't serve both of them. And boy, don't we have an overabundance of stuff today. When I was a child growing up, I used to live uh, in the same town as my grandparents. My grandparents lived across the street from the school that I attended, and oftentimes I would go over to their house after school. And one day after school, I went over to my grandparents' house and sat with them for a little while. And I was telling my grandfather about how proud I was that I had saved enough money in my bank account, that I had saved up $100. I had hit three digits, and I was feeling pretty good. My grandfather looked at me and said, you should be proud of that. You, you did a good job. Way to save that money. But let me tell you something. Back when I owned my pharmacy during the Great Depression, when the Great Depression hit, I had nothing. In fact, all I had in my safe was $67 in cash. And I knew that with the way things were going, that was all the money that I had to my name. So just be aware, you have 33 more dollars than I did in the Great Depression. Talk about bringing the air out of the balloon a little bit. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine. Can you imagine having 60-some-odd dollars to your name with the Great Depression happening? You hear stories, maybe you've heard it from your parents or grandparents, of how things were happening with all of that and the great anxiety and worry that took place with all of that. But I would also say one of the most amazing things that I learned from my grandfather in the midst of all of that was how much he and his neighbors took care of one another during the Depression. 
Now all of a sudden they needed to become a community. Now all of a sudden they needed to take care of one another and be there for one another no matter how much money or how little money they had. So he would barter prescriptions for firewood and meat and eggs and milk and so forth. It's not something that we're very familiar with today. Do you realize how much stuff is thrown at our faces? I mean, for those of you who are on social media, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it might be, you sit there and you get on your little device and you see everybody and the pictures of everything that they're doing and you see somebody who has this giant porterhouse steak for supper. It was cooked. This is the best steak I've ever had in my life. The potato was perfect. All of these things were just absolutely perfect and you're sitting there having a bowl of Cap'n Crunch. And you're saying, what? It's not fair. Why do they get this steak and I don't? Oh, that looks so good. I'd rather have that versus the cereal that I have in front of me. And so what ends up happening? You become envious. You become greedy. You become covetous of what it is that you see. And we willingly put ourselves in front of this every day. That's why Jesus is talking to us today about serving two masters and serving either God or mammon, stuff, or even money. Jesus is not sitting here today telling you that you should never be anxious or never be worrisome. He's talking about the simple things in life and how they can consume us. How many of you, when you go home today, will walk into your kitchen and open the pantry or the fridge which is stocked full of a bunch of food, and you will say what? There's nothing to eat in this house. I'm starving. What are we going to do? There's no place to eat as we're driving around town, even though there's a bazillion restaurants on either side of the street. How many of us, for whatever it might be, church or otherwise, walk into your closet and say, I have nothing to wear? When your closet is chocked full of clothes, socks, shoes, everything imaginable. That's why I like wearing black. I can get dressed in the dark and look okay. What about us in terms of what we will drink? Oh, I can't drink this tap water because I don't know what it's, what's in it. So we have to buy bottled water or water from some magical spring someplace across the world. Think about that. Think about how much time and effort you put into what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. And Jesus is saying today, don't be worried about those things. Why? Because the birds and the flowers don't worry about those things. You don't see a squirrel knocking on your window and saying, hey, could you please give me something to eat? You don't have flowers speaking to you saying, hey, could you please give me some more petals and some more blooms for me to look prettier? God is the one who takes care of all of these things in the life of all of creation. And even when it comes down to the simplest of things of whether I'm going to have a porterhouse or cap and crunch or whether I'm going to wear shorts or long pants or whatever else it might be, 
He takes care of those things for you and for me. And the whole point that Jesus is bringing out today is that if you are worried about your food and your drink and your clothing, if this is something you become anxious about, you're consumed with, that you stop everything because there's fear over what we're going to eat or drink or wear, then how are you going to handle the big things in life? The financial difficulties, the uncertain doctor tests and results that might be coming, the fact that you don't know what's happening politically in this country or around the world. How is it that we are going to happen to take on those bigger things, with the bigger questions in life? If we sweat the small stuff, then we certainly cannot handle the big stuff that comes in front of us. And so what does Jesus say? He doesn't give you 11 steps to make your life less anxious and worry-free. Not going to give you a bulletin insert with all of those things that you can put on your refrigerator at home and say, okay, now if I just do these, everything will be fine. Jesus knows what you're going to face each and every day. And that's why he ends this reading for today with some very potent information. Do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day, and he doesn't say here, is its own trouble. He uses an interesting word here that is pronounced as kakia. Say that with me. Kakia, yeah. That is covetous evil, full of malice. What does that mean? Jesus says, every day that you face, you will be bombarded with an evil that looks to your neighbor and everything else around you with malice and with evil. Why do they get to drive that car when my car is so old? Why do they get to eat at that restaurant when I'm stuck with a bowl of cereal? Why do they get to shop for those things at that place when I have to go to a thrift store? Why is it that they got ahead in the corporate ladder and I'm still stuck where I'm at? And on and on and on. Jesus says, you're going to face this. This is going to be thrown at you each and every day. Sufficient is enough of these problems each and every day. So why worry about tomorrow? Why worry what's going to happen tomorrow? You're not even guaranteed to see tomorrow. You might not wake up tomorrow. We might have your funeral here this week. All that you can worry about is today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And this is the day of salvation, as the author of Hebrews says. Each and every day he grants to you is a day where he gives you his newness, his goodness, and his mercy. And he daily and richly provides for you of everything that you need in body and in soul. That's why Jesus simply says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his forgiveness that flows out freely and wholly for you each and every day, and everything else will be taken care of. But I still worry, Pastor. I'm still anxious. That's why we pray. As I told the kids here just a few moments ago, that's why we pray. Luther has a wonderful statement I'd love to put it on a t-shirt or a coffee mug. 
He simply says, pray and let God worry about it. Pray and let God worry about it. Pray and let God be anxious about it. Because at times, that's all we can do. Whether it's the big stuff or the little stuff and everything in between, that is all that you and I can do is to lay it at the feet of Jesus. Not just the problems and the situations, but even the people. The people at times who have hurt us, who've said ill things of us, who have done things against us in all manner of sin. We place those people as well as all of the other things at the foot of the cross and literally say to Jesus, you handle this because I cannot. And Jesus' response is simply forgive them for they know not what they do. In the midst of peace or anxiety, in the midst of having a boatload of food in your kitchen or not being sure where you're going to get your next scrap of food, in the midst of having a very healthy IRA and bank account or just $67 in your safe, Christ has rained down his righteousness onto you. And not only does he take care of all of the creatures and creation around us, you and I are the pinnacle of his creation. You and I are the ones that he laid down his life for freely and wholly to not only give you his righteousness, but to give you every blessings of body and of soul from here on out. Do not be anxious for tomorrow. Because tomorrow will have enough of its own worries. Sufficient is the day with the own trouble that we are going to have. But in the midst of all of that, in the midst of the temptation and the darkness, in the midst of all of the things that we ourselves work ourselves up over, Jesus has come. He has come to give you food and drink. He has come to remind you that you have been clothed with the robe of his righteousness and your baptism that covers all of your sin. He has come to remind you that you are the children of God, that you have this inheritance prepared for you since the foundation of the world, and that in the end, all that we can do is to lay all of our anxieties, all of our worries, all of our cares at the feet of Jesus because he loves you. To Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen.